All right, everybody, we just came from pissing, drinking, and I'm drinking some more because I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I got to work tomorrow, but they done made me mad at work, and I just don't care. I mean, no. Yeah, go fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. Anyway. It's the straw for me. And uh, <laughs> I'm that, just saying, it's the straw for me. So, I got my metal straw, people, if y'all know. I'm really good with my shit. I'm drinking my... um. Dominican rum with the straw because I'm out of my chaser. So I'm drinking my Dominican rum with my straw as you can hear from the bottle. Just saying. Sorry. The Brugal Añejo. Yes. But this ain't the real, real shit. Like, I want the one from from Dior. I need I need somebody, somebody in Dior to, to, to buy me the real shit because sometimes they be tasting different. No, with the you milk. need the one with the with the uh or a black one, stick. right? No, you need the one with the sticks in it. I got that. It's with in the, the house. No, but the the brugal with already the infused mama juana in it. I can do that now. I can put it in there and just let it sit. Just saying. Yeah, I, I just have to wait. I have to wait. I want to get. I want them to bring the brugal from. From Dior. But I got the, what you call the Barcelona. I got two different Barcelona. So, I'm just, I don't know. I'm a, I'm, I'm a drunk. Anybody who come, come over, they get, they'll get nice and fucked up and hammered. But, so, let's get back. So, let me tell you. So, interesting what we was talking about, you know what I mean, with dealing with individuality as couples and also the the counseling and 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 all that interesting stuff i find that to be awesome now let me tell you something let's go on early today with me because a lot has happened today like i i'm kind of stressed out and when you're stressed out at work and then these whole these thoughts be hitting you up it's it's interesting so let me tell you so real quick my two, my other two hoes, they they're coming back into my life, right? And they're just like, um, oh, I miss you, and da 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 da, and whatever, whatever. One is a paranoid nut job, like they're paranoid. They're paranoid to all fifth power. They got the, they have awesome ass, but they can't like they. How can I say it? They could take dick for so much. Before they got to pee every five minutes. And then they start busting out and laughing. And I be like, okay, you're annoying the shit out of me. But you got a good ass. So I'm going to I'm gonna deal, deal I'm gonna with this shit. I'm going to let that slide. I'm going to let it slide. And you got like nice feet. Oh, and he's flexible. Oh, my God. Not a big dick, though. But he's, flex- he's flexible with a fat ass. I can't. I just love it. And the whole just tastes awesome. And then we got the, the second one. What is he? Colombian? Yeah. That one's Jamaican. This one's Colombian. So the Colombian, you know, they're too young for me. Like I want somebody who's in the same age range, but they're twenty three. But that ass though is awesome, and they have the nicest dick. I was like, where did this come from? But they used to be a big, a big boy, and then they worked out, and now they want to be a bodybuilder. Okay, like that. Being big and now you're fit. That shit doesn't bother me as, you know, whatever. So in their mind, it's still like a big boy. You understand what I'm saying? Do, do that make sense when I say that? Absolutely. And 
for me as an Aries, you know this. If I'm giving you my attention and my time, I don't usually give that. So if I am being nice and I am hitting you up and I'm giving you attention, you better take that. Because once I'm done, we're done. I'm done. Or either I put you in another lane and that's the thought lane. So I was giving my attention and my time and then they tried it. And then I was like, I want to fuck. I ain't going to be, I'm going to be very honest, people. I really don't have sex raw like that. But that ass, I wanted to fuck with no condom. I wanted to nut in that shit all day, every day. And I wanted to do it every day with just, just them. And they was like, no. And I was like, okay, I respect, I respect your walls. Hint, hint. To our boy Shane. I respect your walls. Like, you know, it's not a problem. And then they start asking me questions. Can you take a picture of your Viagra? Uh, not not Viagra. Um, yeah, I don't need that yet, but I don't mind it. Um, of your um, Scoby. Yes. Well, before y'all taught me about the Scoby, it was Travada. So can you can you take a picture of your Travada bottle? Can you? I was like, Negro, ain't nobody doing that You're shit. Doing the most. You're doing You're doing the, the most. most to the third power. And then when they came over one time. And the conversation, it was a decent conversation, but it was very, like, minute. And I was like, is this somebody I'm going to spend, spend my but time? But you know what? Think about it. If you did bring up the conversation of wanting to go raw, mm-hmm. this day and age, there's a lot of guys that are out here with HIV, mm-hmm. not disclosing their information, but and not on medication. Yeah. So, in a way, we can't really blame him for wanting all of that information. Just to be just to be sure. Not saying that you are that way at all. Mm-hmm. But he's just paranoid. Oh, yeah. And he, he, so, he admitted that. So, let me tell you. So, I'm very... So, we have to at least give him a pass for that. And kudos for trying to be safe. Yeah. Even though... Even though... We're the one, you're the one being questioned and you, you're like, I keep it real. What, what, why am I need, what, what is the need to be questioned? But you also have to put yourself in their shoes. I Listen, I get it. You know why? Because I'm that, like, I'm, I'm not that way. I, I, again, I'm an analyst. So I'll sit down there and I'll let you talk and I'm going to get the information out of you some, in some way, somehow. And I'm going to catch you in a lie. Like I'm, that's just how I do. So, um, anyway, yeah. And then I just didn't like how it was done, right? And then so, they, there's other ways to do it. Yeah, there's better ways to go about it. So you know what? How you know what? He did it in a 23 year old way. Let's say it like that, right? Okay. He was young. He he is young. Yeah, he he is. So, um, so now back in my shit. Hitting me on WhatsApp. Well, because you're ignoring me. Oh, and they was doing that ghosting shit. Like, they was answering me five days, six days later. I don't do that. I'm grown. <laughs> oh, don't, <laughs> don't fucking play with me. Don't do that shit with me. Because, I, and I'm giving you attention. Don't do it. So, And I am I can be vindictive sometimes. Just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. So, now you're hitting me up now. Now I'm in a I don't care mode. Like, yeah. you're a thought to me. So they was calling me up for some dick and I gave them dick and then I was just like, Okay, you can go. 
they was like, they were looking for that. They were looking for what it used to be. <laughs> no, that's done. So we had a conversation via text. And I'm kind of old school with a lot of things. So everything with me, like all these motherfuckers now, these niggas now want, I only, t- I don't like talking off. I only talk to the, well, then you won't be really talking to me that much because that talking through text shit, that don't work for me too well. So you need to talk to me on the phone. So I know what the fuck, I need to know what your voice sound like. I need to know if you bullshit me because I, I need to know the tone and the sarcasticness. Like I need to know what's going on. All right. So, um, he gives me a whole long text or whatever about, um, the fuck he say. He said something about basically he knew he was wrong and stuff like that. And he apologized. So, for me, that didn't work for me. You know why it didn't work for me? Because in my brain, because I I hit him with, like, my job. So, I was like, I said, I don't know who the fuck you think you're talking to because... I got a fucking job, job and I know A, B, and C. I shouldn't have did that. Very immature what I did. But I had to set ground. So I was wondering if he was in his mind calculating. Do you... do E and J, do y'all get where I'm I'm saying? Do you, Is it just me? Do you get where I'm coming from? Like, he just automatically in his brain was like, oh, let me calculate these dollars type shit. Do, do I sound yeah. weird? Do I sound weird? So nah, now all of a sudden... Yeah, and now all of a sudden, you know, I just want to make men's and shit like that. I'm like, yeah, okay. Figured out what you did. That's that's in my brain. But you know what? It could be me. I could be just the paranoid one at this, at this point in time. So I'm just wondering, like, you know, listening to your stories, I'm just one. It makes me figure out, do I give this a second chance? Or do I just say, you know what? He got a couple of dubs on him. He's 23 and 3. He kind of fucked but up. You know what? Age, you shouldn't do it. Age is not a, shouldn't be a factor in mm-hmm. a, in some circumstances. But I will say this: like, I feel like in in your situation, that's a decision that you want to make consciously, based on where you want things to go mm. with that person. Because you guys barely know each other, you matters more than y'all together at this point. Still, that's right. Your wants, your needs matter because guess what that other person is thinking about what they want and what they need so care about you and what you want and if what you want Dante don't fit that narrative or him bro dip thank you sit be out thank you next so and yeah because you know what there's gonna be you still bro you still young like i don't give a fuck what any motherfucker says out here like we're hitting my 40s and i feel like i still have a half of a lifetime of opportunities left. In That's because you're hard all the time, E. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, it seems it's daunting to a lot of people. And I'm not going to front to me, too. It's daunting to, to, to peer at 40 and be like, oh, shit, 40. But at the same time, I look at it as, you know what? This is going to be an opportunity for me to do even more and even better. Mm-hmm. And achieve some of the things that I still haven't achieved yet. Fuck it. There's people getting rich out here, and they don't get rich until they're fifties or even sixties. Sometimes, you know what? Fuck it. That could be us. So, so mm-hmm. in the, in the respect and to 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 in regards to the relationship aspect and what you're experiencing with this kid, or let me not say kid because he's a guy already. But you know, you might want to consider what you are looking for and want out of it. And if that if what 
he's giving you and showing you doesn't match that, bro, you need to keep yeah. moving. If it doesn't fit your narrative, it yeah, doesn't, man. It doesn't fit. But his dick didn't fit. Sit. His dick didn't fit in my, my, my mouth. He has a nice big dick. It didn't fit in my mouth because he don't like his dick stuff. So that's <laughs> another that's thing. Not, not, listen, it's not all. <laughs> no, no, no. But yo, don't get it twisted. I like For sucking dick. motherfuckers out there who think that sex, you know, people could talk all the shit they want about sex doesn't matter or it's not important. That's bullshit. And everybody out here knows this shit. Mm -hmm. Anybody who's an adult knows sexual compatibility is almost as important as emotional and all other types of compatibility compatibility that you could think about. Why? Because, yo, sex is a big part of relationships. Deny it all you want. Or say, oh, it doesn't matter to me, this, that, and the third. But guess what? It might not matter to you, but it might matter to your counterpart. And if that's the case, you're going to have a real fucked up relationship with this person cheating on you. Why? Because you ain't fulfilling their sexual needs. Mm-hmm. So, yo, know, and that's why I say that too. Because if the guy, that dude is also fulfilling you on a sexual level, then maybe he, you should keep him around as a fuck buddy and not as a relationship, you know, until you find somebody. Yeah, that happens too. Before I met Jonathan, there was this dude that I was fucking on the regular. Because why? We would dick each other down. Like, I love flip fucking. So, we would dick each other down real good every time we met up. Mm. And I liked it a lot. So, I, I, you know, we kept meeting up. And I felt safer that way because of everything that's going on around. You know what I mean? So, I don't know, man. In that situation, though, Dante, don't waste your time with something that you feel will not fulfill you in at least the aspects that are important to you, bro. Because that will that will make you regret things, especially your time is something that we can't get back. It's so valuable, bro. And this and, is this is what yeah, I'm saying. This is what I'm saying saying the most because and then I'm gonna get off the, su- the subject because this is about you guys. This is about you guys. So a couple of things that you said, E. The first thing is I watch Sex in the City. My favorite person is who? Samantha. She says one specific line that I say all the time. I love you, but I love me more. That's one. Second thing is because I've, you know, I'm someone who learned from other people's mistakes. That's how I learned my my wisdom and built my wisdom. Um, I am not trying to be 40, 50. And then you talking about we breaking up. No, motherfucker. You're going to shut the <laughs> fuck up. You're going to stay your ass up in there and you're going to suck some other niggas. Don't be trying to trap motherfuckers up in here. Exactly. Though. You're going to sit. You guys, you guys, you with me. All right. I spent, I spent 10, 15 years. 50 is not the end. <laughs> exactly. It's not, no, it's not the end. It's not the end. But I'm but saying. You don't want to be up here single and try or, or having to start all over. Yeah. Because. Yo, you know how they say we're entering the age of Aquarius? Yo, I feel, I feel like part of the age of Aquarius is the age of the daddy. Because, yo, I feel like when I go into my 50s and shit, there's probably still going to be dudes that I'm not trying to gas myself up or whatever. I know I'm an attractive guy, but, like, I feel like there's going to be dudes out there that are going to be in their 20s talking about, oh, my God, daddy, dig me down. We're- which which is already happening right now. There's dudes, like, 18, 20, 22 talking about... Yo, fucking give me your seat, daddy, or whatever type of shit. You Wait, know what I mean? Wasn't that the case on Tuesday? With? Isn't he in his 20s? Who? The guy from Tuesday. Oh. Um. the Watt. Oh, yeah. And then you go. 
Well, that's not that their real name, but you know, I'm just saying. But I listen, listen, look, I uh, listen. I <laughs> I'm dead. Um, I I I've heard stories. I've seen stories where you're 40, 50 years old, and no, you're not dead at that time at all. But at the end of the day. Who the fuck trying to start over again? And I can't wait till Sunday, guys, because I have another podcast where I'm gonna be interviewing someone who is in their in their um their mid forties going into fifties, and I'm gonna talk about how how they feel about the gay community counseling them out being older. But that to say, listen, if I had wasted ten fucking years on your ass and you got the fucking nerve to tell me I don't want to do this no more, no. You don't have to do this, but you're going to stay your ass here. You're going to sit down there and, and we're going to reinvest it in what we invested in. You're going to get some other nigga. Fuck your ass. I'm going to get some other nigga. Fuck you. And then at the end of the day, we're coming back in this bed. You're going to look at me and shut the fuck up. Because I ain't got time to be sitting down there. And kiss me goodnight. Right? Huh? And kiss you goodnight. And give me a kiss goodnight. Seed and all. I don't got no fucking time to be playing with you. I'm playing with you. So I'd rather... At this time, be be a thirty a thirty dirty thought, and then in my thoughtness, I find the you person that I'm gonna be with. He sounds like a lot of the older guys that live in Palm Springs. Yeah. Oh. You know, no, yo, that that fear is real. I get it, man. Just it's not the end, guys. And yo, it's I, not. It's not. <laughs> no, but Dante, you you know you're right though. When you make an investment in time like that. That's why I tell you too. Like I, I said that little spiel earlier, which is like I don't want to let him go because they're having an investment in the time. But included in that is a a, a a genuine love. It's not some artificial shit. It's not some forced shit on mm-hmm. my part. I really love Jonathan. I really want to stay with him if I can make this a lifelong commitment. Because and a family, yeah, all that would be cool. I wouldn't mind that. I want to experience life with him. You know what I mean? Because, yes, a part of it is the fear of being alone and all of that. Or not finding someone else who's compatible. Who knows, right? But Mm. at the end of the day, would I say that, you know, like I would force myself to stay? I would do everything in my power to try and keep him. But but if if at the end of the day, let's say, for for whatever reason, Jonathan decides, like, no, I can't do this anymore, right? Mm. Out of my love for him, even though I would be devastated, right? I would, I would have to try and let him go. I would have to fly up there and be like, "Okay, we let me ayala this shit." Hold on, my beloved, my beloved. I don't want, I don't, I don't want to think that way. But at the end of the day, it's like you know, you you know, it's about it's about uh, it's about also living your most authentic life. Mm-hmm. Yes, and part of that involves. The people who are around you that you love and that you know, also doing what's right by them. So, it, what I mean by that is, if it comes to the point where someone wants to let you go for whatever reason, and, and maybe it could be their own selfish reasons or whatever, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, forcing somebody to stay is <laughs> is not the look. It's it's hard. It's, it can be it can be it can be devastating to you and to that person, right? So, well, this yeah. has been the E and J, the more you know, know factor, guys. Um, <laughs> to get back back to you know, speaking of y'all open relationship and stuff like that. What yeah, yeah. It, it like 
y'all led with the with pony with um pony tail right <laughs> and then now it gets to the now we getting we getting more into it now where does the factors break into into now where okay cuz there's there's a, there's a community within a community. I never knew that there was an open relationship community. So what is that like? Is these open relationship? Now this is a double fact. You know I do the double questions. I I can't help it because I think fast. So one with this community, is there hate amongst each other? And oh, yeah. and. Hell. Yeah, that Ooh. you know what that's in every community. Okay. Well, let me let you finish the. Let me let you finish the question. Um, and two, do y'all y'all spoke about it a little bit, but do y'all deal with a lot of judgments when it comes to being in an open relationship? Like you deal with it. Absolutely. Yes. Even from our own friends. Okay. People. Yo, there's people out there, y'all know this, all of y'all that are listening, y'all know that people who call you, call you friend, will also be the ones to try and impart judgment on you immediately, but they're doing the same shit, but since they're doing it in a different way, Mm -hmm. they're quick to judge you because you're not doing it the same way they're doing it. Okay. So, we used to get, when we first started, we used to get a lot of judgment, obviously, us living our life. And being on, excuse me, us being on the app affected a lot of other people. It really did. Which, hey, I didn't know that our life, our lives as E and J, had that much impact in other people. Mm-hmm. That it took time from their day mm-hmm. to go on our profile to have to say. Give us a whole tirade. Give us their 2% on how they feel that our relationship is wrong and that we are what's wrong with the gay community. Wow. Because we are in an open relationship or we have threesomes. At the time, it was that we had threesomes, Mm. which is a sub part of an open relationship, not a fully open relationship because at the time we played together. But then... I did. I depending on the mood that I was in, mm. I would I would entertain it. Mm. So I would ask them, "Oh, okay, what was your longest relationship?" And they had the balls to say, "Well, not not that they had the balls to say." Unfortunately and sadly, in our community, relationships don't last a long time. They sure the fucked out. So they would tell me, "Oh, I've been in a long term relationship." I've you know, probably longer than you guys. I've been in a year-long committed relationship. Okay, boo, let me pump your break. When you at least get to at... When you get to at least four, then... Or five, then at least you're on my level to have a conversation with me. Try again, boo. We're seven years into this shit. My sperm count don't last that long, but... uh So then, you know, but it's also the it's also the really extremely what could be considered hurtful, even though we have thick skin. First of all, we're from New York. Second of all, we come from backgrounds where even though like even in Jonathan's situation, his mom taught him to be a very tough individual who demands respect. 
my mom was that being a Puerto Rican woman raised in the Bronx and even in Puerto Rico, she was like, you don't let no motherfuckers disrespect you no matter what, right? But there would be commentary made towards us that could be described as hurtful and offensive even. Give me some give me give me some uh, some of those. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna go. Like so basically they would tell me stuff or tell us stuff like, Aren't you disgusted with yourselves? You guys being in a committed relationship, you think it's appropriate for you to allow yourselves to bring someone else in, some innocent person and and then to have these types of relationships with them. And my, no, my favorite one <laughs> me like what the my fuck? favorite one was that we're the reason people catch diseases. Yep, that too. That we're the reason we're disease spreaders. That we're that we're the reason why HIV, AIDS, um, is so rampant. And then they would they would call it shit like uh, fucking uh, AIDS, whatever AIDS beasts or shit like that. Mm. Yeah, like and this is from the old, from the from, from the our community. own community, from yeah. the LGBT community. Yeah, right. Well, no, you know what? Let me not even include the LGBT community. From the this is. The gay community. Mm. And and during a time when still in the early to late 2000s when, yes, there were medications and everything, but we were finally getting to a place at that point where this was no longer both a death sentence or something to really be feared, but more so to be understood and for people to receive education about it and no prevention and things like that, right? Yep. And so at certain points, I felt the need to have to defend myself. But then I thought about it and I'm like, you just some random ass motherfucker who was obviously really ignorant. You and then on top of that, you must be really bored with your life because you're taking literal time out of your day to write speeches to me and my man about how we're disgusting. We're AIDS fucking carriers and we're spreaders and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like into myself. I'm thinking to myself, though, like, wow. That, that, at that point, I realized that there's so much ignorance in the community when it comes to not only disease and, and HIV, AIDS and all that things and all those things, but also um, a lot of ignorance when it comes to uh, the lifestyle choices that gays make mm-hmm. in and of themselves to live the life that they want to live. Right. So, of, of course, like being out here for, for me, an example, well, the, an eye opener for me living out here in Los Angeles was the leather community. Mm-hmm. Which I was not very familiar with in New York. I started getting little bits and pieces, like of, right before we moved to right. And then now coming out here and really getting into the thick of it, and realizing, holy shit, it really takes experience to gain that knowledge for you to understand that there's people who express their desires in so many different ways out here, and it's not for any of us to judge. Mm-hmm. Why would you go and judge someone who's into BDSM or, um, you know, piss play or whatever it is? It might, it might not be your cup of tea. But who are you to judge that person's fetishes? Let people live their fucking lives, yo. If and, it's and, something that and you don't agree, involve you, stay out of it. Mind your business. Mind if your it's something that business. you're not into, by all means, everybody is not the same. Yeah. There's a, there's a saying in Spanish that goes para los para los gustos los colores like basically for in every other words taste, for every taste there's a color there's a color the rainbow you know what I mean like everybody has their thing what? I just really discovered I don't know for any of you guys who are listening but I love pit worship I love 
worshiping armpits mm. and and sniffing them and licking them. I don't like the really nasty, smelly shit, right? But mm. I do, I do, I do love that. And Jonathan, if you guys can see Jonathan's face right now, he Jonathan's face is like no. He hates it, right? But <laughs> but there you go. That's an example of within even a relationship dynamic, there being differences in what you each like. Yeah. Like, Absolutely, you know. But to piggyback, in retrospect of what you asked, and mm-hmm. piggyback on what he Enrique had just said too, because you had asked, when did we become even more open, mm-hmm. right? Um, I would say when we started venturing into the leather community, be in New York, and being invited into being invited to uh, no, because we didn't get invited oh, to no until here. In New York, we went to for the first time. Um, a friend invited us to the Eagle mm-hmm. for the first annual Folsom Festival at the Eagle, New York. That's hosted. usually in March at this time, correct? Yes. Yes. No, is it in March? The no, uh, uh, Folsom. Like, yeah, no, it's in the summertime because they they close down the street. Like people are naked in leather or whatever the case is so okay. it, it, it's warm so that was the first time we became a little more christopher columbus ish wrong person uh, oh, oh. that's what yes we became more dora the explorer yeah dora the explorer not christopher he he yeah he uh-uh. he did too much yeah he did too much bullshit yeah. no, no. but uh that's when we actually ventured off and tried things on our own. So to speak, yeah. So to speak. Mm. We would be in the same place. But I went my way. <laughs> I went left, he went right. Okay. That was the first time we did something on our own. On our own. Okay. Fast forwarding, this was let's say this was August. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, it was, uh, no, June. Mm. It was June. And fast forward, we moved in July to California. Okay. Then we started venturing and trying new things. We were invited to sex parties and bathhouses. And then that's when we started venturing and doing more. Okay, we're in the same place. Mm-hmm. You do your thing, I do my thing, and we go home together. Mm-hmm. That was the first time we really started doing things like that. And once we moved to California, because yeah. it's like at we the end of the day, we discovered shit like communion parties, which are those organized sex parties, the big sex parties and shit like that. Communion better pay us shit. Freaking advertising them and shit. Um, <laughs> you guys, you heard of you heard of the communion parties, right, Dante? Um, I've heard of them, and I think I've seen certain things on um Google or whatever. Not Google, okay. um YouTube. So yeah. they talk about about it a lot. Like I actually, guys, I'm gonna be really honest with you. I want to be a dirty ass thought thought with my with my um travel group. I I gotta yeah. show you a picture of my travel group. And I want to go to Palm Springs and look at the porno stars. Like, dead ass. Yes. No cats. Yes. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. So that's when we started venturing out. venturing out and doing more of our own things. And then 
on our drive back home, we give each other the juicy details. We give each other the juicy details, and if I wasn't too tired or whatever, then we go home from the juicy details that we just told each other, and we have our route. Oh. Yeah, we'd be so yeah, because I like I get off hearing for you guys to get a, a little bit of a perspective. I get turned off either watching turned or on. I mean, sorry, sorry, turned on. Sorry, I get turned on imagining or even watching Jonathan getting fucked, like being topped. I love it. Oh, yeah. I I offer. He likes to say, "You like to offer my hole too much." That's his. That's his famous saying, mm-hmm. and I'm like. Because it's fucking hot. I like to watch other dudes fuck you. Like, type of shit, right? And a lot of you guys listening might be like, what the fuck? But to be real, that's something else that's... one. You could not... Maybe you could say it's a fetish or not, but I feel like um, there's a lot of people out there who I've, I've encountered who also enjoy... Who are in relationships and also enjoy watching their partner being pleasured by someone else. So... When he gives me all these juicy details, I'm in the car ride and I have a fucking raging ass heart on while I'm driving and shit. And then we get home and I'm like, alright, I'm a fuck you now. <laughs> like, you know when did when did that become for you, E? When did that become like, yeah, take his hole instead and not become, I'm I'm jealous that somebody wants to fu- uh, fuck you. And how so do you, how do you feel about that, Jay? After he finished saying what he he says what he says. So. Uh, so I feel like for me it was it was part it was the threesomes things like getting involved with the threesomes right and then uh, at first we would not we wouldn't have a lot of guys we would be mostly topping right and a lot of the guys especially in New York and a lot of places I think like um, there's there, there's that saying uh, there's a lot more bottoms than there are tops right mm-hmm. so uh, a lot of the guys we linked up with wanted to be fucked and tag team right but then occasionally we started running into guys who were verse. And no. yeah, no, the first time it happened that you offered me up like a piece of meat uh-huh. <laughs> was in Atlantic City. Oh, fuck, guys. To this, to yeah, so all five, six, five, six, no, six, five. I mean, yeah, sorry, six, five cornbread, corn fed ass, like, like dude from Nebraska type of white shit, boy, white boy. <laughs> with this. Nine, not even no. No, he was he was nine. He was nine inches and thick. And I remember that shit was. Well, it, you took it like a I champ. took it like a champ. One, I was drunk, but you were enjoying but that. Shit. I enjoyed it. And Enrique, like the guy, was really feeling me. He he was he happened to be the straight bouncer at the club. Mm. He was feeling me and he was flirting with me. And Enrique was like, "Oh, so you want to fuck?" Like. Literally just offered me up like if he was my pimp. <laughs> because the guy kept looking at you. And he was a cute. Blue eyes. Just a tall fucking glass of water, right? Oh my god, and it smells like my ex. He just kept looking at Jonathan and, and I'm like... And we're talking because he, he pulls us to the side, literally. He pulls us away from our group. And he's like, so what's up, guys? I noticed you with this party or whatever. And you could tell it was obvious flirting. So he started asking us sexual questions and shit. And I noticed he was focusing a lot on Jonathan. And I'm like... Yo, my man, like, I want to see you fuck my husband. <laughs> and he looked at me and he was like, what? And Jonathan looked at me and was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <is> this, <right?" laughs> and I'm like, and I just said it straight out. I was like, I want to watch you fuck him. So he looked at Jonathan and he's like, 
you want me to fuck you? And Jonathan looked at him, and you knew you was into it. Because the dude was cute. He was, even though he was big, um, he was just tall, like husky, you know? Like, you can mm-hmm. tell he was built well. And Jonathan, though, he looked like he was real into it. Like, you, you, like, you wanted it. So I was like, yeah, let's go through this. Meet us at this, whole, at this room at this time, right? At first, we didn't think he was going to come because he showed up about 30 minutes late. He was working. He was working, and he didn't come with the time he said he was going to be out. So he came 30 minutes late, and we didn't think that he was going to come. Dude, an hour later, our door knocks, mm. and it's this fucking big old honky white dude, blue eyes, and he came in. And literally, I guess him knocking, he walked in with a fucking heart on. He was like, I'm ready. He was. And I took that shit. He did. I just said, I just watched. I was stroking my dick and I was like, yeah, man, this is exactly what I wanted to see. At that moment, I knew for a fact that I enjoyed that very much because just watching him enjoy that. And the dude was going at it with Jonathan for like a good half hour, 40 minutes, like giving him that dick. And Jonathan, they're just taking it. And Enrique just watching and stroking. And really trying to, and edging because I was close to blowing my shit so many times but i feel like at that moment i knew for sure like to address your question like for sure for sure i was like this is some shit that i really enjoy and i want to see more of it and to put this also put this out there we don't discriminate Mm. we go with white boy black boy asian boy latino we don't discriminate at all. As long as you got a good vibe and you're sexy to an extent, yeah. Let me it. just take it to the next level. That's the. This is the United Nation E and J when it comes <laughs> yeah. to your hole and dick. Okay. Let me take it to the next level. Then the second guy that he offered my hole to. Mm-hmm. This dude trooped it during a snowstorm. Yes. But this weren't running. Nothing. He made it though. He made it to our crib. He found a way. He found a way. A deaf mute guy. Yeah, he was he was mute, so he was deaf. Yeah, but he was he was a Latino kid, like a little bit about about Jonathan's height, like he five was, six, he was almost a little me. shorter than he was shorter than me. And we fucking the shit out of him, and then Enrique is like. Grabbed his dick because the kid is hard, and he's like, "Oh," and it was like, "I want you to fuck my man," and grab this dick and like put it in my hole. So oh God, then, as hot. the kid is, the kid is fucking me, spoon like a spoon sideways. Enrique then went right behind him and started fucking him. That was oh our God. first caterpillar experience. That was our <laughs> first caterpillar experience. Oh my God. Yes, that part. (laughs) Yes. Wait, and then to fast forward to California, we fucked around around with a guy that his name could have been Fetty Wap. The Iron Ore? Yes. So let me tell you something, people. They are not only United Nations, but they work with the disabilities and everything. You just come with a disability and they will work with you. This is why they are, are known and loved 
because they are they are super open to uh, to everybody coming with a disability. You come Asian, black, white, man. It doesn't matter as long as you have a good hole, you have a clean hole, and you have a good vibe. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. And, and believe it or not, like we obviously we know we know who we're attracted to and stuff, and so. You know what? You can have a disability, but you can still be a good-looking guy. That's not ever. Uh, that's not like that doesn't that's, define you. It mm-hmm. doesn't. You know, like or you could be a guy that we chat with and you're making us laugh and we vibe you so well that it's like, yo, come over here and take these dicks. Like, how about you do that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it depends. I think I I really think that's awesome. That's uh, that's that shows how um a versatile. In more ways than one, how versatile you are, and that's that's really cool. And it also sh- shows um a different uh, light of when it comes to open relationships because you know everybody has this thing where uh, you're just like you like I said earlier when it comes to open relationships, it's all oh you're just trying to spice it up because you're not happy or you know the nonsense but just to ask this question real quick and quick because we're talking about you're open to white black spanish blah 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 when it came to those people who was being um assholes to y'all and saying hurtful things to y'all was that majority of black white spanish or everybody you know what? I, I, I can't even put it was up. an even mix actually I, and, yeah and I, I, you know what to be real though it was, more, it was more Latinos because they come from such a conservative background of monogamy and all of this shit, which is so false. Mm-hmm. There's a false narrative, people, in a lot of minority cultures because monogamy is so fucking, like, it's so preached, it's so encouraged. But then the rates of infidelity in those same communities are ridiculous. And then you have, so it's like a real, it's a, it's a level of hypocrisy where you literally have to step back and be like, you're really, really? Gonna, you're really gonna preach this shit to me my whole life, but then you're gonna cheat on with you know with these people and do all the shit you do behind closed doors. Like, come on, man, you know. And and I understand. So let me tell you, watching um this 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 two black shows that I really enjoy watching when it comes to relation. Well, three shows, two being black. Um, one is Being Mary Jane. I watch that shit because I'm like, I get it. I fucking get it. Second one is um, Insecure. That's my favorite. Insecure is the shit. So y'all know I'm very upset. If you not heard my uh, my last podcast where... um, The last season. uh, The last season. I'm just so mad at this bitch. But... um, Goddess, yo. I love her. She she's really smart. So I already know, even though this is the last, she's gonna have something great. Yep. And then the third thing, which you know, this she what is she? I think she's white or she's Jewish, Italian, or some or Jewish, Irish, I don't know. It's millionaire matchmaker because in millionaire matchmaker, they show certain things, even though it's played a little bit, but it shows on, you know how to keep someone's interest in, in certain things and monogamy and whatever the case is, which, you know, all these factors play into a good part, you know? Um, now, you're here now. You're at this part now. You had all these escapades and all this fun. 
what is next for you guys? What is the next? Is there another level? Are there more That's, friends added when it comes to open relationships? Or is, what do you mean? What do you mean by friends added? Or friends added as far as other. Um, friends who have open relationships because that's a community that you probably didn't fuck. You don't fuck your fr- friends, but do do you add more friends into into that community or do you just keep in your own realm? So no, we we're both very. Well, let me just say this: I feel like the like that's the beauty of the future. It's unknown. So what's next? I don't know, but I'm hoping it's fucking dope as fuck. <laughs> and it's no, fun as but fuck. But I also, I, so. I'm kind of getting where he's trying to find out, like trying to figure out if now fast forward into us, into this new lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're trying to figure out if, since we're now a part of this new community that we weren't a part of, did we make friends that are in this community if we have a circle? Yes. Is that what you're trying yes. to get at? Yes. Right now, so, right, right now, now not, not really. Not really. It's hard, yes. it's hard making okay. friends anywhere. Yes and no. Mm. Because we've made friends come to realize that they're in the same community, but then they realize that the attention that we get, they don't get. Mm. So then it becomes... Almost jealousy. A jealousy and a competition. And I'm not, if you're my friend, there's no need for that. I'm not here to compete with you. To me, when I use the word friend, I don't use that. We don't use that word. I'm I'm speaking freely for both of us because we don't use that word lightly. Mm. If I'm considering you a friend, you're my friend and I'm going to go that mile you need this. I got you because I expect the same in return. Mm-hmm. And not even. And I and and not even because it's not about a give and take. A give, no, it is about a give and take because a friendship works both ways. Yeah, so it's not like I'm really expecting anything from you that you to do for me. But if I'm willing to do that much for you, you should be willing out of your own will yeah. without me having to ask. You do for me. Yeah. But it becomes it's become to the point where, like I was saying, a competition. Mm. And I'm not here for it. I'm not here for the fuckery. First time, shame on you. Mm. I let it go. Second time, shame on me. And there might not even be a third time. Sure. <clears throat> but it, it does become kind of hard because then it's always some couples feel that it's a competition mm. and there's no need because at the end of the day, the way I see it, it's bros before hoes. Mm. And, and if I'm not interested in this person, but they were interested in me, there's no need for you to try to cut my ass. Or try to throw yourselves and make yourself look like a fool and thirsty as fuck because the guy wanted to flirt with us and not you guys. Okay. I got I I get that. Now because we're soon coming to um to a close, um 
it's funny you, we said the future and you know you like you said you hope that the future is gonna be bomb and awesome do you plan on having a a a, a family and when you do have a family do that cuts off would you feel would you feel that it would cut off maybe the open relationships like would it make it like okay we have we have the comments down now we got a family now or would you feel like it'll be like yeah well they're going to bed and we're going to bring one per- person do our thing and get the fuck out um you know that's a that's a, that's a situation that I would definitely want to bridge once we get there i will say this i don't want us having children to hinder us mm-hmm. from being able to continue to explore our desires um, children shouldn't do that, and and I feel like to a large extent, um, especially like you know we can call them the straights or readers, <laughs> they they the reason why a lot of them are not successful is because then when children come into play, they feel like it's the end of all of that, right? And and so I feel like will I want that to to will it change us? Yes, but do I want it to change our dynamic to the extent where we won't be able to still do those things? No, we, well, we have to limit it, maybe, because, of course, then, you know, we have a responsibility to our kids. I want to give them the love that they need and the attention. Mm. And so, yes, that will require sacrifices in time on both our parts to be able to say, you know what, we can't go and fuck around today. You know, we got to worry about we gotta the kids. We got to worry about the kids. We need a, a sitter or whatever. Yeah. But it doesn't we won't negate, it won't the, fact negate the fact that we can still do it. Yeah. Put it like this. There are people in the straight community that still do it, and they have kids because they have—they're what they call swingers. Mm-hmm. They don't call them. They—they there's so many different words or adjectives is the right to go ahead, teacher. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, to uh, call what we're doing, mm-hmm. whether it's an open relationship, swingers, or whatever it is, the straights do it. Mm-hmm. Nobody frowned. Uh, they keep it on the low, and nobody talks shit about them. But let alone the gays are doing it. Now we're spreading diseases because we're doing the same thing the straights are doing, mm-hmm. just in a gay way. Just in a gay way. Mm-hmm. But like, it's, it's definitely something that you, that's a good question because at the end of the day, you know, children are a very they're a commitment, and they're they're um, if you truly want to be have a family, that. The love that you have for your children will supersede any need to do anything else. So I feel like, will it, will it, for instance, like if a guy sees me in the street, I'm, I'm, let's say I'm with my kids in the supermarket without Jonathan, a guy sees me and he starts flirting with me, you know, would I engage that guy? Maybe depending on the situation or whatnot. Obviously I wouldn't want to maybe expose my children to certain activities or whatever that even in interactions. Mm. But um, I would definitely have to let the guy know, like, hey, man, I got a family and, I'm, and I might not be able to, <laughs> we, you know, I'm interested, but I can't link up with you right now. <laughs> you know, mm. like, we'll have to set a date. And, you know, those kids pay attention. You know, they coming back home to tell daddy, daddy, <laughs> other daddy daddy's funny, friend met somebody and came out and said, what you got? Especially if it's a girl. <laughs> You know what's crazy though? Like I see that happening, and it makes me laugh. But at the same time, yeah, I know, I know it will change things, but I, it won't end things in short. You know, it I mean? won't end it because yeah. then at the end of the day, 
I had this conversation, short conversation, with a friend of ours. He grew up. Stop your feet are cold. Um, he grew up with his parents being swingers, knowing his parents were swingers, and it didn't do. It didn't cause him no damage. It didn't cause him no damage. It, he said he was more educated right. by the experience that he was having at home than anything else. Because now you're raising a child to be open-minded to things and not fit into the norm mm. that society says is normal. Mm-hmm. And I... At the end of the day, at the end of the day, however you raise your kids is what you're going to set out into the world. And I, and I really I, listen. I watched this other show called Finding Finding Truths or something like that. I used to watch that. That um, they had like a little series, and in the series, it basically like in the series, there's this guy, fucking awesome, beautiful guy, who was who liked this girl, and his parents were gay. He said I had. But, you know, so funny because they always talk about the two gay moms. They never talk about the two gay dads when it comes to movies. They always talk about the two gay moms, the two gay moms. Because, of course, they're saying supposedly that they're more nurturers and stuff like that. Yep. Um, but it's so funny to hear these things because um, in one of my podcasts, I think it was... Um, Fire Island Part 1 and Part 2, I interviewed two different couples. A straight couple, um, Italian guy and a Puerto Rican, Italian girl and Puerto Rican guy who had their family but was open to hang out with the gays and everything. And then a white female who was broken up with her wife but still had the kids. And the dynamic was so awesome to hear because... It showed how open that they're they they're a straight couple they're, they're together. They had their kids. They open they they raise their kids around gay people. They don't care. She's she's a gay lesbian who she broken up, but they still have respect for each other and they still raise their kids. And it shows the 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 that we are people are not just one thing. We're everything. <laughs> With everything, and it, show, it shows how diverse we are. And when we when we fall into the mindsets of "I only need to be this," then that's the that's a problem. You know what I mean? And oh, shit, I wouldn't mind somebody, you know, having straight straight kids, and they learn. Listen, listen, talk to daddy. Okay, listen. Let me tell you something. You like sucking dick and licking pussy at the same time. What do you like? Are you you don't like that? Oh, okay, okay. I just want to know. I just want to now. Listen, if you like this, you need to wear these condoms. Look, listen. If you're feeling the dick, you gotta turn around, and feel these bumps. If you're feeling the, the clit, you gotta smell it because it smells like like tuna. You don't know it's not good. You know it was the bumps and the tuna. And the tuna. For me. Yes, because you ain't listen. And I'll tell and I'll tell a little girl just like I'll tell a little boy. If you're feeling on your man. Don't play with his ass because if he had bro back there and he trying to hide that from you, then you know he taking dick and something wrong. Like, listen, these girls need to know what's going down too, okay? For sure, for 
for sure. You know, so and, you know, you know that that whole that that's a definitely like a conversation of uh, in and of itself. But I feel like any child who's raised in an environment of first, of course, love, genuine love, and then tolerance, and with that comes understanding. You're and bound, compassion. Yeah, and compassion. You're bound to raise an amazing human being, no matter what they decide to be. But those are so important and things that are lacking, as you can see in today's society, because there's so many weirdos, lunatics, and people out there who want to do harm with everything that's going on right now with the hate against the Asian American community and the black community. Mm-hmm. You could see that there's been a, a very big lack of that in households, right? And I feel like as parents, me and Jonathan want to do the complete opposite of that. We want to raise children that are going to be in a society, you know, to- in a be uh, tolerant and understanding within the society that they live, wherever they choose to live and whatnot. But yeah, well, e, I would have to, I would have to agree to disagree with you. Re- reason say- and saying is because if you think about it, a lot, a lot of people who have let's talk about the white people who have mixed kids now a lot of people who have mom and two moms or two dads now they're more of fighting this trump bullshit and fighting this nonsense more now they they're coming out more now you know what i mean and and now it's like i'm not tolerating this i have my my child is a mixed race my mom, my mom, or you see kids who are teenagers now, or or kids who are in their twenties and stuff who are voting it and and making it known for a lot of things, coming out and saying, um, my mom, I have two moms or I have two dads, and I'll be damned if you're going to disrespect them. So I think with now it's more, and with also with social media on top of that, it's more like you know what, okay. Like this is not this is not gonna set for us. We ain't, we ain't gonna stand by for this bullshit like it was in the nineties. You understand what I'm saying? I'm saying it, I think it's been a big difference. But yes, it does need work though. You know, it's still a lot of work that needs to be done, and we need to stop being like super duper sensitive, and we need yeah. to learn how to have a balance. And I think what happens is it's just like when you watch some of these movies. Uh, my fav- one of my favorite movies is Serenity, right? And I have to say this real fast where they tried to make the world so perfect where everybody was supposed to be happy, but it failed. And it made people go crazy. One thing about about human nature is we need a balance of everything. And yeah. the, the balance also goes back to your open relationship. Y'all both balance off of each other. Y'all make a balance of what you want. You make a balance of what's going on. And that balance is what gives a balance to other people that to give the balance of of what why people gravitate to you and also one of the reasons why I have you on this fu- fucking podcast um <laughs> so listen I have to say thank you so much for having your t- um, time with me I giving me that little blue check check Jay I, I appreciate it uh, <laughs> um and I really can't wait to to have y'all for many more. Y'all have so many y'all to me y'all guys are more than the E and J liquor. Y'all are like onions because y'all have so much that I think that y'all can teach a lot of pe- uh, people. And I can't wait to to deal with you guys again again. 
you know. Likewise, likewise, likewise. Definitely. This was awesome, man. Thank you for this experience. Thank no, thank you. Everybody, this is Mr. Big Mouth, aka Dante, and we are out. Now listen, let me tell y'all, let me give y'all a, a PSA, alright? So first of all, what I need y'all to do is y'all be listening and stuff, but y'all don't be sitting down there commenting or doing anything. Look, I look at the analytics. Okay, I watch the numbers, all right? So y'all be listening, but y'all don't be commenting. So I need y'all to do that. Thank you very much. And y'all have a good day. I need to drink some more Brugal. <laughs>